0: Hello, and how are you all? The holidays are indeed upon us, for better or worse. Certainly, we are experiencing ourselves relative to these holidays in many interesting and provocative ways. Nonetheless, it gives us a time and space to pause and ponder as we get closer to the end of a very trying year. Last podcast, the passing of our producer's father triggered a difficult question and reflection. How do we know our relations? How do we know the people we love and care for? Our answers can vary and perhaps even justified. However, I felt I was more intrigued by the question rather than the answers. Today, the fifth of the month marks my mom's passing from this earth to somewhere beyond. She has been gone for two months. Honestly, it seems like she's been gone much longer. And at the same time, I feel she's still around and I can call her anytime. Such is the phenomenon of life and death, the two sides of the same coin. As I reflect on my mom, I'm calling to mind who she was to herself, who she was to my father, to my siblings, to us, her family, to her siblings and relatives, to her friends, her business customers, to the church, to the community, and so on and so on. I realized her (laughs) multiple personalities, the many layers covering and protecting her core. When I think of my mom, how different she was to us, her children. Uh, She was kind of mean. She was like the typical tiger mom (laughs) in Asian cultures. And then when I see her with her friends and customers she's the most jovial most gracious most um, happy <laughs> person I often wonder wow this is like uh, this is like mom you know the different personalities and then she was different with my father and uh, how I often think that... Uh, she's the she's like the the face of the family everybody knew her and my father was the wind beneath her wings so many times uh, all her friends would call her like the best person and we would look at my siblings and I would look at each other and go, huh, really? Because my mom was uh, was a disciplinarian. Uh, she did not want us to get away with anything. Those are just some of the kind of, you know, moments of when I... Uh, see her image. And when I look back, back in July, I went home because she had a stroke in April, then was in the hospital for literally almost two months. And since April 17th, I've been trying to go to the Philippines to see her. But because of COVID, uh, I, I, I couldn't. I had to go through all kinds of uh, you know, documentation. And when I finally did have the documentation, I had to uh, contend with airlines uh, canceling the flights. So finally in July, July 6th, I was able to fly home and got to see my mom. She was so different just from a year ago when we celebrated her 90th birthday where she was beaming with uh, with joy you know making it to 90 is a major accomplishment of course but i don't know if she really knew that she was 90 honestly we would tell her mom today's your birthday mom did you know you're 90 and she would just look at us and smile and a big laugh and uh I think she was already at that point but I don't think she really uh, grasped what being 90. All I do remember was her beautiful face, her uh, hair was, you know, like she went to the hairstylist and then she wore uh, the pink pearls that I gave her. And not even a year later, <laughs> She was so totally different. And uh, it made me think about her life, my life. And so as we started last uh, podcast, reflecting on our producer's father's passing, and today marking my mom's uh, second month of passing, uh, it's giving me a chance to reflect again on our destined connections and relations. So, and uh, I had the good fortune, of course, of getting to meet Daniela's mom, Sue, when she came to the center. And uh, so, What do you think, Daniela? What are some of your uh, maybe uh, unusual experiences with (laughs) your mom? Like, you know, sharing my mom, how she's so different in front of other people, but with us, her children.
1: (laughs) What's so funny about that is that, that it relates so strongly with me and my mom. You know, I know it's the holiday season and moms and parents and caregivers can be be a heavy topic. So if if this is not what you you we don't want to talk about moms, um maybe maybe take a pause because we're talking about moms today and um my I could talk about my mom. I do talk about my mom actually, and that's part of um part of why I <laughs> I'm sitting here and um still very much need a mentor in my life because I can talk about my mom, I can talk about my sisters, <laughs> I can talk about my father, um, you know, until the cows come home, um, I, uh, it's kind of, I'm the middle child and I think, you know, I was born to observe my parents and wonder why they were doing the things they were doing <laughs> from a very young age. And I, it didn't make me entirely popular, which is why I became so funny and charming <laughs> to make sure people would like me. Even when I was asking them, why are you doing this? And why are you so weird? um and so when Dr. Fatima was talking about her mom who had a face for everyone oh my god that's my mom I'm like do they have the Mm. same birthday my mom's Mm. birthday's in June like instead of my mom
0: says in September okay okay
1: so so it's not not (laughs) an astrological thing but I was like are they the same um yeah because you know as a child of a parent you have a certain ownership right of of their Especially for a parent who passed on, and, and so I can relate to a certain extent because my father has passed on, my mother is still with us. Um, but you know, when you think about who they were and who they were to everyone, I remember when my father passed on that I was very proprietary about his memory. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's not just your friend, he's my father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he he wasn't just this. He wasn't just your uncle. like my relationship, I just felt like superseded and I got I should have been able to control. All the narratives, but it just touches to what you're saying that, you know, people have different faces for different mm-hmm. people. And back to my mom, like it almost drives me crazy. And I hate to say crazy because it drives me wild, uh, correct myself. Um, because I'm just like, what is it about me that makes you give me the hardest face you have? Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. almost as a child who's really close to their family. Um, And life dream. One of her many life dreams is for her family to be harmonious and supportive and connected. I always would wonder, like, why am I getting mom's tired face, or why am I getting mom's frustrated face, or you know? And I'm, I've just turned thirty (laughs) three, you know. Um, but I, you know, have to give myself some grace and say, like. You know, mom issues and dad issues don't just disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, as you get older every year, and so even to this day, I can wonder. You know, why am I getting <laughs> the hardest side of my mom? Or, um, but conversely, on the other t- other hand, I'm I sometimes get the funny, carefree side of my mom, and mm-hmm. um, it was a lot to deal with as a young child because um, there was a lot of faces, and I didn't I didn't always feel seen by all of them.
0: Well, we are intertwined. And as uh, <laughs> Thich Nhat Hanh, the Zen Buddhist uh, teacher, says, we are uh, the continuation of our parents. And as I think about that, uh, I, am I'm, on the other hand, uh, is the firstborn of five children. And my mother was uh, a businesswoman she was very creative she was really great with customers like I started to say and at the same time uh, because of her business I was uh, I I was employed <laughs> child <laughs> labor <laughs> at about 12 years old and uh, but of course I didn't see it as labor because I you know it's part of the the family fabric of uh, helping, helping the family. And I learned a lot of some very, very valuable lessons from my mom, watching her, working with her. Uh, one of the things is customer relations because her business was a, uh, a beauty salon and a gift shop. So that in itself was the kind of the environment for uh, fashion, <laughs> uh, which to this day, I am so grateful for learning that from her. But
1: I have to interject. Dr. Fatima has the most wonderful fashion, okay? <laughs> so everyone needs to take a sojourn <laughs> to Manila and, and walk the paths that her mother walked because there is no one who can do such amazing things with patterns and colors (laughs) and have it still turn out like a neutral so i we'll we'll take photos one day but it's to be seen you haven't lived until you've seen what she can do so it's no small it's no small thing that i didn't know it was your mom (laughs)
0: yeah it was my mom it was my mom because um uh, again, at a young age, a young, I'd say, because I was, you know, barely fifteen, sixteen, and she would send me to her uh, vendors in Manila, and so I I would <laughs> take a look at the inventory that she bought, and these uh, the owners of these stores uh, actually. <laughs> made me a model for many of their clothing and accessories. And, and so I, I had my, it's just just me, my sisters, my brothers, we all feel that uh, we have gotten a sense of uh, uh, flair in terms of fashion, but not, but not, trendy fashion
1: i can't handle that you have model on your resume <laughs> like or that you should and i can't handle that i've not heard that story before oh, yeah, and you, you are keeping right. a close lid on that one
0: <laughs> but you're i can. Right. i wish you
1: do you have those photos somewhere? you're right actually i think somewhere
0: <laughs> somewhere that the um this uh uh you know clothing uh, department store I think took a picture mm-hmm. and it was published in okay. the local paper Someone find that. and so forth but um, uh, these uh, what what I received uh, from my mom was something that you cannot cannot and ever learn from books mm. and it's something that uh, you at least for me, I learned through osmosis, mm. through being with her, uh, working with her. Even though many times I was kicking and screaming inside of me, <laughs> I could never say these in front of her. Of course, but that really was my life training uh, and perseverance. And w- one one of the most memorable. Uh, times and stories with my mom about my mom is I was already in Manila I was in my maybe first year of college being the firstborn I uh, was sent to a, uh, a private girls school and uh, and I, I actually lived in the school because my parents didn't trust me not so much trust me, but didn't want me to be outside of the of the of the college. But one day, my mom came to visit, and we went to this little patisserie you know, close to the school, and we sat across from each other, and I could see I felt something really heavy about her, and she proceeded to tell me that. She doesn't know what to do because her lifelong, I mean lifelong because she's been with her for so long, 10 years, 12 years, hairdresser, her chief hairdresser uh, is leaving (laughs) and that she was going to open her own beauty salon. My mom was... I've never seen her so devastated. She said, I don't know what to do. In fact, she named her salon after her chief hairdresser and myself, the two of us. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can continue to send, it, send you to the school. What do I do? see my mom's image as a tiger mom for me at that moment was like shattered like i saw this frightened mother in front of me almost helpless asking her daughter what to do and i didn't even know what to say to her i didn't know if i should cry i didn't know if i should hug her i just was kind of frozen I just looked at her, and I think I remember just holding her hand so tightly, like, and I just said, Mom, it's going to be okay. Like, don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. And so many years have passed, and and we were okay. But I will always remember that because I saw a totally different side of her.
1: I think, like, what, it just... Brings up for me just why you and I are doing this podcast because it's like I've been in the same spot with my mom as a child much younger than I am now Um, and I've been lucky enough to learn who she is when she's not just my mom now that I'm an adult or I'm older and she's older it's like we're not trained enough to talk to people in different points of their life You know what I mean? Like we're trained to see them for the role they are, you know, almost what they serve us. Like, like my mom's supposed to be my mom. She's supposed to be, this is what I think moms are, unconditional love, perfect, kind, a baker. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when my mom wasn't this idea of what I thought moms was, it's like I stopped knowing how to relate to her and it like builds resentment you know what I mean, of just Mm. like, I wanted you to be my mom, mommy. (laughs) And it's like, we don't know how to shift our perception and be like, I see you as the person you are. I mean, it, we don't get taught how to change our, our expectation. And I think that expectation in family is what can be really distancing or disappointing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. Like, I'm just hearing you and that she came to you, your mom, and she wasn't her mom anymore. And it like shattered, mm-hmm. you know, this idea mm-hmm. that you had. But like, you know, you, I think you must have said the right thing, you know, because she's come she from, you know, as much as I know about your relationship, she, you know, you grew up into an adult. She respected you. She came to you. She trusted you. She was so proud of your career. Like, you know, things evolved. And you didn't hold her to this position of just your mom. um, And she didn't look at you as just a child anymore. You know, it's amazing when relationships can grow and change. And I guess I'm just saying it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy to, like, you know, see that shift in your parents. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Sometimes it happens so fast. And because we're so used to seeing them one way, uh, a lot of these things I don't even think about, but now, of course, because today is that special day, uh, a lot of these memories are coming, and to your point of uh, the way she saw me, because I live in here in the U.S., and my mom is in the Philippines, and I do see her every year. I go home uh, for her birthday every year. And uh, I think about three years ago, when I went to see her and visited her. And by then, she was, you know, 87, something, and she wasn't as active anymore. Uh, But I remember sitting next to her. One was actually at dusk. She was in bed, and I sat next to her. We were talking, and, and out of the blue, she says to me, you know, I really want to be like you. Hmm. And I looked at her and I said, Mom, like, Mom, (laughs) I really want to be like you. Wow. And uh, I, I guess that was such a big, I wouldn't even say a compliment. It was more than that. For my mom, whom I looked up to, and of course, you know, the model for me of my life, and for her to say that was, like, uh, yeah. what do you mean, Mom? You know, it's like I, I couldn't even accept that. I couldn't receive it. I was like, come on, Mom, what do you mean? Like trying to make light of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of now, of course, I reflect on it and say, you know, it was, it was such a great, great message uh, um, for me. You know, I think about the time when you brought your mom to the center.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, what was her experience like? Well, well, like what made? how come you got her to go to the center to begin with? Well, like her? I
1: mentioned kind of briefly in my overshare earlier, is like I've just been trying to arrange my family almost my whole life, right? So my mom worked nine to five, and as you were saying about osmosis like you learned from your mom like I never got to see my mom work my mom worked you know seven to six mm. you know out in the office um to keep a roof over our heads and you know I remember we invited people over for her 60th birthday party yeah I and remember it when was a were huge thing that. and I made amazing you know spread <laughs> croissants like I was very proud of my um party planning skills and I like snuck into her email somehow and we emailed all of her friends and literally we had 30 plus people in the house because everyone wanted to come celebrate my mom. And it was just this blown. I was just blown away because I was like, I like my mom. I'm like, I love my mom, but I, I I didn't know everyone else loved my mom. I had no idea like that. She's this Titan of industry, this, you know, amazing in her field, Mm. compassionate, the best listener, like it's like mom's having the best time at work (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) and she's like the best smartest girl and everyone loves her pretty much and I that's what I took away from that and it's funny because you know I think you know our moms have that in common uh, to a certain degree
0: yeah Um, I think so too
1: (laughs) yeah and but it's interesting because I hear you talking about your mom and Like, I feel like just to be perfectly honest that I'm still kind of in that like stage where I'm like, oh, but then she didn't come home like as if that was a job (laughs) or she had to be good at. You know, it was like home was where we were all mad at each other and hurt by each other and dishes were there and the dogs had misbehaved and like, Mm -hmm. you know, and then someone was sad and I was sad and like home was not this like accolade full achievement for a lot of Mm. years and I think even though I'm in my 30s now I'm still like kind of like trying to make peace with like almost what I feel was like a like a breakdown in our her job at home or my parents jobs at home Mm. you Mm -hmm. know and and it's it's you know, and I think a lot of it is like, I didn't, you know, venture off and start my own family. I'm still very much nurturing the family I, that I was born with. <laughs> and so, you know, she's not in my rear view mirror where I'm like, yeah, you know, I completely understand now that I have kids of my own. You did your best. I'm like actively micromanaging and trying to get her to like be the parent again or something, even though I'm 30 or like put the horse in front of the cart. Like Like, it's funny because Dr. Fatima mentioned, like, you brought her to the center. And I did bring her to the center. And, you know, and I was much younger then, okay? So I was out of college. I was, like, 22, 23, 24. Um,
0: I guess you're right. It's been 10 years. (laughs) It's been 10
1: years. It's been a very long time. And I was telling, like, you need to go, Mom. Like, I guess I'm hearing myself talk, and I can even hear it in my tone, which is not as pleasant (laughs) because it's elevated and, and, like, invested of just, like, grappling with like a shift where I felt that I've had to be in charge of our family's emotional well-being
0: did you know though that your mom actually knows that (laughs) (laughs) because she told me one time you know, Daniela is always trying mm. to fix us, <laughs> and that uh, I think it's because it's her way of not looking at herself. Yeah. I don't know. That's what your mom told me.
1: <laughs> well, it's still an issue, mom. <laughs> like, you know, and I just, mom
0: moms no
1: moms no moms no. And I'm just like, well, can everyone just fix themselves then, so I don't have to look at you all so hard?
0: Moms no. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I brought her in for that reason, just because, like. You know, at that time, my younger sister was still in high school, so she was 16. So we had a verifiable child in the house. Um, My father had just passed away when I kind of got her to go to the center. Um, And my parents had been married at that point for 40 years. They had met when my mom was 19. And, you know, three girls were left. You know, the tornado that was my father had exited in very dramatic consuming heart-wrenching fashion and unexpected and unexpected and suddenly um and here we all were trying to survive and I remember telling Dr. Doctor Fatima that it's like we were one Frankenstein monster you know like my older sister was like I'll give my brain Danny <laughs> you give your heart and you know Lucia has great legs so we'll take her legs and we were a Frankenstein monster trying to keep it all afloat, Mm -hmm. like manage the pain, the grief, the depression, the feeling of loss, the feeling of, of recrimination. Um, In addition to what we're finding now is just like trying to process all the trauma of the man that he was when he was alive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like there's these things as a family that you don't just, they don't just dissipate, you know, you really have to process them. And sometimes, I mean, traditionally, girls like myself you know find a partner they start their own families and maybe they do a lot of healing when they have their own children because they realize dang I don't want to pass this on but my older sister and I we didn't take that path quite yet and so we've just been (laughs) managing things and just trying to help yeah how do you um how do
0: you see let's say more specifically yourself how do you see or do you see yourself as a reflection of your mom? Ooh.
1: Honestly, I don't. You know, we have I will say that, you know, she and I have a need for solitude. We like to read. We have similar things in common, but I don't see my I don't see myself as a reflection of my mother.
0: It might be worthwhile asking her? Yeah. Asking Sue? <laughs> Uh, you know,
1: God knows I ask my mom plenty and I just ask her or, and I don't or, even ask her I just tell her who I think she is every or, morning. Or,
0: or ask your sisters.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, because in some shape or form we are a continuation that of our parents and actually a continuation of our ancestors. Right. And so it's inevitable that somehow there is a peace more than a piece of them, in us.
1: No, you're so right.
0: And uh, I'm I'm very clear <laughs> about my mom's reflection. Yes, in you me. are. I'm so clear. In fact, so clear that I uh, have purposely, you know, raising my son. I have one son. Uh, I made it a point to raise him. With, of course, a lot of the values from my, my parents, but also the things that I felt were not right and that I was going to do them differently with Racing Joe. Uh, nonetheless, I have many, many more things that I am, you know, truly, truly grateful for. And, uh, but, we are and it's really from that space of reflection how am i a reflection of my mom both the strengths and both the weaknesses both the the greatness and the weaknesses both the ones that give life and the ones that' you know take away life and i think that that's something that uh might be yeah you know kind of good to think about you know
1: like as you say the question I can feel it and I like feel the emotion I kind of want to like there's a piece of me that almost wants to be not upset but like reject the question and I think that feeling that's coming up is a strong indicator of like the answer of that question um and it's definitely something that I think I need to think about more because um, I you know life catches you wherever you are in that moment. And it's not all all a totality of what you are per se. And it's not the truth in its entirety. And I guess like where you're finding me right now is that, you know, I was just talking this week with my mom about how I struggle as a child. And to this day to, to uh, trust my parents and Mm. to trust adults for that reason um because i i struggle to trust my parents for many valid reasons and so because i feel like that is something that's a truth for me right now that's something mm. i need to process um i can see why i almost want to reject the question like mm-hmm. i have nothing like i'm not <laughs> i'm purposely not like them and um i think i when i'm ready I think it's a good question that, in nature of the question, just has a lot has a lot of like reconciliation in it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. by nature of answering this question, mm-hmm. you have to kind of see a wider picture, and and I, I hope I'm ready to answer that question sometime soon. Honestly,
0: um, uh, maybe, uh, I think like I think I said earlier it isn't so much the answers. Mm. The question is more important than the answer. Mm. And that, um, that the answers to the questions, that's why the question is so important because the answers could be coming into our lives. Uh, and Absolutely. I think that that is where uh, they are a source of, uh, revelations and truths, reconciliation and and from there yeah. transformation and growth.
1: You know I see it I see things sometimes in like metaphors, but I feel like what you're saying is the questions is like the paddling. you know it's the swimming if you don't ask questions in life, you just sit in the water, (laughs) you know, but it's Mm -hmm. the questions that create current, that create energy, that moves you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you know, and it's just funny how I'm so obsessed with answers. Um, Mm. And so I really think, uh, questions though.
0: (laughs) I think uh, let's focus on the questions. (laughs) And this is part of our podcast. you know, how are we in terms of our relations? It's been kind of a running theme, and uh, knowing the last time I saw my mom, <clears throat> I knew it would be the last, and there was a, uh, I wrote a song for her, uh, and we've played it every now and, uh, from the time, we played it for her Even though she couldn't respond to us anymore, we all believed that she could hear us. And um, do you think it's okay to say some of those in that poem uh, to our readers?
1: She's asking our producer. Listeners? (laughs) i don't know is he nodding is he saying yes i think you can read some of what you wrote you wrote it yeah i wrote it and i just want to say dr fatima read this to me a few weeks ago and i want to be like dr fatima too (laughs) like there's um and i'm so proud of her for just being so authentic she's like i'm gonna read you some of my poem like this is the woman (laughs) who's sitting next to me and i'm excited to hear it again
0: well i think uh you know, it's something that we often uh, don't, don't reflect on what our parents, and in this case, whether it's our father or our mother, uh, have given us because we're kind of sometimes <laughs> mired <laughs> in mm. the struggles of life. So we don't see the sparkle in them. And just as we were talking about your sister.
1: Yes, that's so true. Seeing
0: the sparkle. If so, I had an
1: hour longer in my podcast, I would have gotten to the sparkle of my mom, I promise. So maybe that is <laughs> then, something. Yeah. Let's
0: look at the sparkle in mm-hmm. our moms. And uh, this was a tribute, a song that I wrote for her. Uh, it's called The Song for Mom. Dear Mom, this song is for you from your children, the five of us. Lynn sin, boy, Jiantang. Thank you, Mom, for bringing us into this wonderful world of life, for giving us values of faith, of hope, and of love. Thank you, Mom, for the strength when we are weak and so afraid you taught us to carry on. Thank you, Mom, for being the light when the road is long and dark. You held our hands oh so tight and you stayed by our side. Thank you, Mom, for the hope. When our hearts are tired and weary, you taught us to go on. Thank you, Mom, for all the love, no matter what, you forgave and forgot. You picked us up and made us whole. We became stronger than before. Thank you, Mom, for the gift of beauty, for the grace, the flair, and the eye to see, to create, and to be. Thank you, thank you so much. Now, even as you lie in bed, you give us joy, strength, and hope. So beautiful, so full of light, so much courage and might. These are the gifts you gave to us as we journey on with life. You carry us in your heart and you, with us in our hearts. We promise to make you proud, to cherish and to live your legacy of faith, hope, and love, of joy, strength, and beauty, now and always will be. This song is for you, this song of love and deep gratitude. Words are not enough, but you know what's in our hearts. We love you, Mom we thank you mom from our hearts and from our souls now and forevermore and i think that uh might be good to just write a short poem for the people of our lives and and something that would like to uh encourage everyone our listeners out <laughs> there to just try and uh, Uh, a poem to your loved one, to your mom, your dad, sister, brother, friend, and express what's in your heart. Uh, It's been great sharing this with you. Any other other thoughts, Daniela, before we sign off? No,
1: I I mean, I just know that we're all in different points, right? Like, whatever poem is true to you is true to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Mm -hmm. now, you know? And that's okay. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you all so much until our next uh, podcast. And uh, have a wonderful, wonderful life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Have a wonderful life. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye
0: -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.